Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 14. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And today is Monday, July 2nd, and we're recording off of schedule. It's only been one week since our last recording, and we're doing this intentionally because I'm going to be traveling part of the summer, and we wanted to get a couple recordings under our belt before I left so that we don't throw off our schedule entirely over the summer. So we've only had one week to achieve finished objects since we last recorded. (laughs) A little more challenging. So let's start off with our normal. What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my Spring Showers by Joji Locatelli, which is the sweater that I talked about last week as a finished object. Yeah. So you've already heard about it, but I have been wearing it during the week, and I just want to say that I, well, as I mentioned, I have been wearing it regularly. I've been wearing it over summer t-shirts and tanks, and it is equally as comfy as I thought it was going to be, and I absolutely love, love, love this yarn, which is the Malabrigo Arroyo. Can't say enough good things about it. (laughs) I just love it. Thanks to all that glowing recommendation, I actually acquired two skeins of said yarn (laughs) this last week. (laughs) I just love it. I wouldn't have expected yarn to pill after wearing it only a couple of times. So I can't really say with any authority that the yarn doesn't pill, but in the one week that I've been wearing the sweater, it's worn very well. And as Gail saw when she walked in today, it drapes really nicely for the sweater. The sweater has darts on the bottom and it's shaping up and holding up really well. Very happy with it. It's really swingy and cute. I really like the fact that the skirt is kind of swingy. Like a little swing jacket. Yeah, it really is. A sport weight spring jacket or swing jacket. (laughs) I also like that because some of the knitting is vertical, Mm -hmm. the coloring is different. I mean, you know, Malabrigo's variegation. not necessarily stripes, yeah, but the color. It yeah, it's not striping, but the you can tell that the variegation is going vertically, vertically as, as opposed, opposed to yeah. horizontal. I really yeah. like how it looks. It turned out yeah. really, really very cute. nice, very different, and I didn't have to mix up or I didn't have to switch skeins either, skeins. which was nice. I I wasn't sure if I would have to, and I it you know I. I usually try start out not, and then as I get to the second skein, if it looks like I'm going to need it, I'll start um, alternating. Alternating, rows. thank you. I'll start alternating, and I didn't have to this time. And you don't see any. I think it's because half the sweater is knit horizontally, and half the sweater is knit vertically. So you like the skirt is knit vertically, or the top is knit vertically. She's pulling it out of her bag. I followed her up the stairs, so I got a view. From the back, which is where you could really see the colors and the... It's it's vertical at the skirt. It's vertical are we? on the body, but then the sleeves are horizontal. Okay. And the collar is picked up and knit around. So It's really pretty. It's I really, really nice. like the effects. It was really fun to knit, too. Something like every 24 rows, you throw in the short row wedge. Oh. And so they're spaced all the way around. Very fun. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I now, of course, want to knit it because I've seen Charlene's. Yet another example of didn't really fall in love with the pattern on the pattern page on Ravelry based on the pictures there. Sorry, Joji. But um, <laughs> seeing it in person, it is really, really, really cute. I think 
most that could be said for most projects it's true. though wait, once you see it in person it might not necessarily be something you fall in love with but if the style is something that you're going to like you're going to be that much more inclined after you see it in person rather than just photographs now do you remember by any chance how much yarn that took it took 2.6 for your skeins. size <gasps> I could use yes. my English rose. Oh, you could. I you have could. a really good English rose. Yeah. I have like three and a half. So, oh I, my I goodness. think that is exact. I'd have to look on my Ravelry page to be sure because I did weigh it. And because, I remember you said it wasn't quite three skeins. Yeah, so it wasn't. It wasn't three skeins, and but I think it was like just a little over half of a skein. One of the things I really appreciate on other knitters. Ravelry project pages is when they put the exact yardage Absolutely. for a project yeah. rather than just saying generically I use four skeins or five skeins. Right. I really like it when they say I had this much left over or I used exactly this much of my last skein. So it's two point something skeins or three point whatever. I totally agree. I try to do that in my project pages. I try to put I do too. Like three point seven five skeins yeah as i do too to i do too it's one of the things that i use my scale for yes yeah, so do i see <laughs> how much yarn is left over yeah. at the end or i try to be diligent and weigh a skein if i know it's going to be the last skein right. in the project i try right. to weigh it before to i start with it and the then exact, again at the end yeah. yes because if you weigh skeins often you find out exactly how variable skeins yeah, really are is exactly <laughs> Yeah, so what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing a finished item, too. I am wearing my Merry Merry cardigan, which is so pretty. It was knit, like I've told you before, in my Shibui sock in the peacock colorway, and it used almost exactly three skeins of yarn, and I knit the 34-inch bust size, and I'm super thrilled with the finished object. Loved the yarn. Absolutely so loved cute. it. The color is gorgeous. The pattern details are spectacular. Andrea is a genius. Um, I will have all of the links, or Charlene will, all of the links in our show notes so you can link to it again. The pattern is supposed to be available late July or early August, I believe, for purchase because she still has some test knitters who are finishing up on their sizes. But if you were to look in the Andrea Black designer thread or group on Ravelry, you could see all of the beautiful finished sweaters. I think there are approximately hmm. 10 of them now. Oh, how fun. In some gorgeous colors Oh, I'm going to have yarns. to go check that out. Yeah, there's a um, Sanguine Griffith. Is that what it's pronounced? Sanguine Griffith Bugga? I think it might yarn. be Griffin. There you go. I think that's right. She did it in a pink color that I almost squealed when I saw it. It was so pretty. <laughs> it was just a gorgeous pink. And the only drawback to the yarn I selected is that it's a very dark green and the cabling detail gets a little bit lost in the dark color. So were I to knit this again, or if I was to recommend it to someone, I would recommend using a lighter color yarn to really highlight the cabling and such that's in the top portion of the sweater and along the sides of the waist in the skirt. I just realized I could, I probably have enough yardage 
of that Lorna's Lice's soulmate. Oh, in Lincoln Park <laughs> Zoo. When I showed Charlene my sweater when I got here, she said, oh my gosh, how much yarn did you use? I want to get that. So she's she's over there strategically planning, planning. what stash she yeah. has available. And stash, stash shopping while recording. That's another new <laughs> yarn we were recently able to check out because they got it in stock at the Swift Stitch. It's Lorna's Lace's Soulmate, S-O-L-E, Mate. And she got it in the Lincoln Park Zoo colorway. Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah, that's, like that's flamingo right. Flamingo colors. That's right. Because we thought it must have been named after flamingos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, Absolutely very nice. Amazing. Very nice. And I looked up the yarn. I, it's a new to us yarn. I don't believe it's a brand new yarn, though. It may be in the past year. It may have been introduced within the last year. Okay. But it is unusual because it has, I cannot remember, I I wasn't planning on talking about it, so I don't have a skein in front of me. (laughs) I got carried away, sorry. (laughs) But it has something in it that's supposed to regulate temperature. Oh. And they're, I think they're thinking for socks Mm -hmm. or for feet. It's supposed to draw heat away or draw warmth in. I believe it's supposed to regulate the temperature. That's interesting. So it is interesting. It might be an unusual test to use for a garment to see how that works. Yeah. (laughs) Especially here where, you know, if the fog comes in, it's instantly chilly. And when it goes out, you're instantly sweating if you're wearing a hand knit. Yeah. Of course, of course, I took my finished object pictures yesterday on the coast when it was 85 degrees out or something. I mean, oh my gosh, my timing couldn't have been worse. Oh, well. (laughs) So that's what I'm wearing. And Andrea, thank you so much for letting me be a test knitter. I love the sweater. That's great. That's great. So what are you stocking since the last week? Okay, there is a new pattern that I have my eye on this week, and it is the Walpole sweater by Hannah Fettig. Are you familiar with it? I've seen it. It's pretty. It is pretty. And, of course, it's another loose, open, flowy cardigan, Cardigan, (laughs) which I seem to be in love with this year. I don't even think it has fastenings. I don't think think it it, does Yeah, I think it's just... And it reminded me of the I think it's the featherweight cardigan I believe it's the featherweight cardigan the way we did modifications where we made it longer yeah Yeah. it it somewhat reminded me of that but with a different collar and then it there's obviously some different styling to it as well it gets um, it looks like it's increased on the bottom to create very slight try not triangles but just a wider yeah not it's not like those really drapey ones but it just i think it's wider at the bottom and it's meant to be very open and flowy is that in the new brooklyn tweed wool people collection it might be i think that's why i recognize the name is it It, a fairly new pattern yeah it was in it's it is written for a yarn called law yes okay yeah okay so the loft yarn is not something I think we've talked about it before yes. because it's not something that's available in this area. So we can't see it in person. So we can't see it in person. And I admit it, I'm picky. I'm really picky when it comes to yarn and when it comes to colors. So I'm usually very hesitant just to just order something sight unseen online. So I'm going to be paying attention to what substitutions people are using for that sweater. See what else works. It's probably not a sweater that I have plans to shop for, cast on, 
immediately, but I think I'm just going to keep my eye on it and see what the projects look like and what yarns people are substituting. Excellent. The second thing I am stocking is projects that are made out of the Tonos Worsted by Misty Alpaca. Love it! (laughs) This is a yarn that I have had my eye on for a long, long time, and I... For the longest time, I couldn't decide what color to get because they are all just gorgeous. Jewel tones, love them. Jewel tones, darks, well, not necessarily darks, but just very rich colors. Rich, dark jewel tones. Rich colors. And it's probably not a yarn that I would knit with this time of year. So I'm just keeping my eye on what I will knit with it, although I'm pretty sure that it's going to become... The A-Line hoodie, Diane Susie pattern from the Knit Red collection that we have been raving stalking, <laughs> so, stalking and raving about. So I think it's going to become that. The color that I acquired is called Pink Sapphire. And isn't that a lovely yeah, name? Yeah, jewel tone name. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that is in my stash. And it's beautiful. probably going to become A-Line hoodie. Absolutely beautiful. And, you know, now that I say that hoodie hoodie word somebody had asked you say it like it's a bad word. oh well somebody had asked in our group and i think we might have chatted about this off oh off yes. the microphone somebody asked us if it's true that we knit lots of sweaters with hoods <laughs> the answer for gail would be yes yes i think it is very true that we both knit a lot of sweaters with hoods why i guess because it just fits into our very casual lifestyles here neither of us are dressy dressy types neither of us dress to go to an office gail's a contractor she works at home i was a contractor for 12 years too and only had to go into an office for facetime once or twice a year so i'm very casual <laughs> and the rest of the time you work in a yard store so yes, you're wearing yes, knitted objects. That's true. That's true. And the other thing about hoods I really like is that it keeps you warm around your neck and shoulders. Yes, There's absolutely. that extra layer. And I have some chronic pain in one of my shoulders probably from years of computer work and I know years of mountain biking when I was much younger. And the extra warmth just helps that from stiffening up too much during the day. And I don't usually use my hoods as in actually put them on my head, but when I want a hood, I'm so glad it's there. Yes, <laughs> me too. So, because me my too. head gets really cold if it's windy outside or if my hair's damp from the gym or whatever. So sometimes a hood is a really nice thing for me to have. Yeah. And I'm going to go off topic here just for a brief second because Under Dutch Skies is her Ravelry name and Alex is her name. She was addressing our first time sweater knits conversation of the last episode where we recommended people start with a raglan top down, for example. And what Alex said was she disagrees and she would recommend that people actually start with a pieced sweater that you have to assemble and seam. And her reasoning was such that if you're knitting to an exact size, because it's a piece, so your sleeve has to be exactly this many inches mm-hmm. long and this many inches across, etc. Front has to be this specific schematic size, etc. 
that you can really learn sizing really well mm. and you can really guarantee that that's going to fit you. And I think those were really valid comments. And Absolutely. Yeah, we were pretty Absolutely. biased because I don't like to seam, so I'm not <laughs> recommending seaming. But she had really good arguments that it's a good place to start if you are not intimidated by seaming. And also that inevitably in our knitting careers, we're going to have to seam something. Right. So it's a good technique to have right. in your repertoire anyways. And she also made the point that, what do I complain about a lot? That sweaters droop down my back. That if you have shoulder seam structure to your sweater, it's less likely to do things like that, especially with a hood and the weight of the hood. So thank you, Alex. Those were great comments. I appreciate them. And yes, the next time I knit a sweater with a hood, I will be certain that it's not a provisional cast on that is knit top down for the body and then up for the hood because I want to seam there so that I know there's stability in my hood next time. So the hood reminded me of that comment in our Ravelry thread. So thank you, Alex. That's great. Really good point. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it bears saying and it bears repeating again and again that Gail and I have opinions about things and we love to talk about knitting. And so you're going to hear those opinions about things, but our opinions aren't the only ones out there. Oh, yeah. And in knitting, as in sewing, as in most other crafts, you're starting at point A and you're trying to get to point B or C somewhere down the road and there might be 12 different paths you can take to get there and you'll arrive at B or C and however you get there is the correct way to get there. You, you know as what I'm as saying? As long as you're learning and acquiring yeah. skills along well, the way. Well, there's, there's always different ways to do things. There's different ways to do increases. There's different ways to do decreases. And people get taught different ways. There's all kinds of different ways to cast on. And there's no right way. There's no right way. And there's no cast on that's incorrect. There might be some that are better used in some purposes. And that takes learning and time and experimenting to get to. But I think by and large, you can't ever say anything, you know, you're wrong. <laughs> right. And I'm glad that, that Alex brought up those ideas because I don't want us to seem Absolutely. completely one-sided yeah, or only exactly. one opinion and not exactly. open to other ideas. Exactly. Although I do have to stress again the value of knitting a baby or child-sized sweater as opposed to an adult-sized oh, yeah. sweater yeah. for your yeah. first couple sweaters Definitely. just because of the ease, the minimal amount of yarn, the quickness of finishing the project. The, so it the amount feel... of learning that you get from a small object. For knitting, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So there we go. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. And so you were still talking about what you were stalking. Oh, okay. Sorry. One more thing that I am stalking. Oh, and I was going to bring the magazine out to show you, and I didn't. It is called The Twist Pullover by Cecily Glowick McDonald. One of our favorites. Yes. And it has just been published in the Knit.Wear Spring 2012 magazine. In fact, it's the cover sweater. And it's a pullover shrug with a twist in the front that can Ooh. be worn as a cowl. And it sounds unusual because it is. And I am not sure that this is going to be a garment that I actually make for myself, but I am fascinated by it. And I keep looking at it again and again, trying to decide if it is indeed something that I want to make, if it is indeed something that I would wear. I'm not sure. 
but Ooh, I'm stalking it. This. And I look forward to seeing finished objects and finished pictures to help me with my decision. <laughs> wow, I'm excited. I want to see that. I will show it to you. Excellent. And what are you stalking, Gail? This is hysterical. You're not going to believe this. The first item on my list is the Aenea a- Shrug by Cecily Gloud. Oh! <laughs> now, where is it that is one published? how we do that. I know. It Second is actually mention. a Quince and Company pattern. So okay. she designed it for Quince and Company. And that is spelled A-Y-N-I-A. It is just a little shrug in their sport weight yarn called Chickadee. And as I mentioned when Charlene was raving about the Malabrigo Arroyo yarn, I accidentally acquired two skeins of that in the (laughs) Archangel colorway last week. And I bought it intentionally for this shrug because it doesn't require that much yarn. And I can knit it with two skeins of the Arroyo. And of course, the Swift Stitch is still having their 20% off sale. So I had to take advantage of that. (laughs) So that's the first thing I'm stalking. I've already purchased a pattern and printed it. It's a $6 pattern. You can purchase it on Ravelry or through the Quince and Company website. There are not too many finished objects of it yet. However, it just looks like the perfect little summer shrug because, like Charlene said, with hoods, it's nice to have that warmth in the shoulders, upper back area, and it's a short sleeve shrug, so it would provide just that amount of coverage for me in the warmer months. So that's the first thing I'm stalking. And the second thing I'm stalking, most of you have probably already seen on Ravelry because it's one of the hottest new patterns in Ravelry over the last week. It's called the Lefty Shawl by Martina (laughs) Bem. And oh my gosh, I saw it and instantly fell in love with it. You know how every once in a while you see a pattern that just screams at you and you have yes. to cast on yes. right away. Yes. I went stash diving immediately. Isn't that a fun, great feeling? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So went stash diving and I have some Madeline Tosh Air Light in Antler, which is a neutral, natural colorway. And the pictures of the Lefty Shawl that are modeled in Ravelry, it's a natural color with stripes and each stripe ends in a little leaf and each of those stripes are in leftover sock yarn. So thus the name Lefty because you're using your leftover sock weight yarn. The original was knit in a Wolmice yarn, but my Air Light is fingering weight as well. And I have that whole skein of the natural antler colorway. And I happen to have Tarte leftovers, which is the deep red that Madeline Tosh does. I acquired some D-Stash Air Light in the colorway Posy. Thank you, Chris. And I'm also going to use for the lightest pink stripe, the Molly Ringwald colorway in Tosh Merino Light. So I'll have a deep dark red, a deepish pink, and then a very light pink. How many colors do they recommend using? Well, you, the, the variations just... on Ravelry are amazing. Oh, you okay. Really browse I'll have the... to. I'll have to look. Yeah, there are already I think a hundred projects, and it was oh, released really? last week. Yes, that's what I was going to ask I, when you said if you see the projects. I said, wait, I thought it was a new pattern. It's a brand new pattern, <laughs> and people cast. I I kid you not. Within twenty four hours, there were already works in progress oh, on wow. Ravelry. People are using all sorts of different fingering weight yarns. Yeah, because all different color combinations. I'm assuming that. The title lefties refers to leftovers, and so people are using sock leftovers. Exactly. And I'm sure you could adapt it for any weight yarn that you want. That's true, too. Yeah. And some of the modifications people are using I already like because one of the comments in the pattern itself, which I, of course, have already purchased, was um, there are a lot of ends to weave in because each of those stripes 
you're adding a new color of yarn, so thus you uh, have ends to weave in. Yes. And someone was commenting that she was doing a different edge treatment at the top of the shawl and crocheting the edge, and so it has a stripe of one of the contrasting colors all oh, along the top cute. edge. So it's pretty, and it kind of disguises all of the right. joints. All the edge, yeah. So great FOs, and well, I don't think there are any FOs yet, but works in progress available mm-hmm. to browse out on Ravelry. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait for my other yarn to arrive. <laughs> I'm going to, I know that the Tosh Marina Light's already shipped because I won two skeins of Madeline Tosh, <laughs> Tosh Marina Light yesterday. I was so excited. I was practically, if I could do cartwheels, I would have been doing them around the house. It That's was so neat. the Tosh Down event in the Madeline Tosh group on Ravelry. They have a thread where if you're knitting down your Madeline Tosh stash, every finished object you complete during a calendar quarter, each one puts you eligible for a prize. And I won the second prize, which was the pattern by Robin Ulrich called Catriel, which is a two-color shawl. So mm-hmm. I won that gorgeous pattern. Thank you very much, Robin. And two skeins of yarn that she that was part of the prize from Robin from the Loopy U. So I got to go browse for the two colors that I wanted. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm so excited. What a wonderful prize. I know. I was so thrilled. I mean, first day of July, I'm thinking, it couldn't start out <laughs> any better than this. Oh, my whole family was excited for me. It was cute. We were before... My children had even eaten breakfast. We were browsing the colors on the Loop BU because Max wanted to help me pick out colors. So. <laughs> anyway, That's as great. soon as all my yarn arrives, I'm going to wind it as soon as possible and cast on for the shawl immediately, I think. That's great. I'm very excited. That's great. So that's what I'm stocking, the Aenea Shrug and the Lefty Shawl. Okay. So what are you knitting, Charlene? I am still knitting away on my Laika. In fact, I have it in my hands right now. And I'm actually tinking back a few rows, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) My son was sick last night. And in between taking care of him and being a little stressed out about what was actually going on with him, I knit a couple extra rows in there that I shouldn't have. (laughs) But she identified it in time to tink back without having to rip out the whole sleeve. That would have been... Devastating. Yeah, Not exactly. Devastating, but... Well, I'm actually almost done with the sleeve. That's awesome. And you're done with the body, right? I'm done with the body. Yeah, Ooh. that's the thing. Fingering yarn knits up slowly. <laughs> and so when I was mapping out the decreases for the sleeve, it was a lot of rows. And I kept thinking, no. I, am I really going to need that many rows in a sleeve? Because I'm so used to making sleeves out of worsted weight yarn. And there's fewer rows. And lots this, fewer. <laughs> lots fewer. And this was, you know, I was mapping out my decreases and we were coming up on row 100. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to need to knit that many rows. But, of course, I did need to knit that many rows because fingering weight goes slowly Uh so here I am I'm almost done with the first sleeve after I tink back to where I threw in the extra row in the pattern then I'll have I I want to say maybe 20 25 more rows of pattern and then I'll be on to the garter stitch edging for the sleeve. And that'll go quickly because you don't have nearly as many stitches on the needle now as you right, do the top. Right. Right. And sleeve. actually that's why I'm that's why I'm just tinking it instead of ripping it because it's so few stitches that right. it's just as easy and it's actually something that I can do easily while I sit here and 
talk into this microphone. Yes, this is the first <laughs> time we've been knitting and recording at the same time. We decided to go for it today. So well, it's not the first because I I know I've met I, on oh, my when we did our Skype call test. Oh, and I did, did that too. I know I've had knitting there, but what usually happens is. I start talking and then I'm looking at things. If I have all my props around me, I'm touching and I'm moving my hands. and oh. <laughs> <laughs> What you were doing just then, too. Yes. So are you knitting anything else besides Laika? I'm not. I'm not. I've been pretty seriously knitting on this. Oh, and it shows because I think last week you were halfway through the body. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, and it sounds about right. It's a longish body, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I thought it was too, and I kept thinking, "Oh, should I knit a little bit longer?" Because I think when you get to the end of the instructions, it says knit so many rows, knit X number of rows longer after you finish your increases for your size. And of course, I pay no attention to that. I just <laughs> knit until it's until the length, until it's like. the length yeah. I want it to be. So. I remember trying it on and kept trying it on and thinking, oh, maybe I should have kept track to see where I am because I looked at all the projects to figure out where it hit on people and, and it is a longish sweater. Yeah, that's how I remember so, it. Yeah. I haven't been wearing mine. I think I've worn it like twice because I don't like the way my zipper looks. So I have oh, to really so you're sit gonna down have and rip to, out the zipper and redo it. You're going to have to do that because it is such a cute sweater. It is. And it's I have, a shame I was it's sitting there not being worn. I was kind of stocking it again. Mine? A couple of days. Not Well, the Laika projects yeah, in, general. in general. I was kind of stocking them when I was trying to decide how long mine should be. And it just reminded me... What a nice sweater it is. It is really cute. And how versatile, considering all the different projects, or the different ways people have made this project. Some people have turned it into a pullover sweater. Some people have, like Gail did, made it a zip-up sweater when it's originally written for buttons. Just really cute. I think somebody took the hood off and made it a pullover without a hood. Mm -hmm. Just Really cute variations. I yeah, love I seeing variations. Me too. <laughs> Clever modifications. Yeah. And you were saying the other night, again, Charlene and I text each other back and forth in the <laughs> evening while, we're while we are knitting, and she said something about it felt like it was taking forever. And I thought back to when I knit mine, and I do remember that I knit several other projects in between starting and finishing league. That's right. You yeah, did. Because you it, did. It just was so much knitting that yeah. for me it helped to break it up with other projects. I mean, I think I even started Mike's Emilienne while I was knitting Lee. Yeah, or I'm. So I'm actually considering starting something else as well, just because knitting all the time with tiny needles. I do think that it's better for your hands. And probably your sanity to, <laughs> <laughs> to have something else that's different gauge. Because if you grip your needles or have a tendency to grip your needles tightly, I think it is hard on your hands to grip tiny needles tightly for an extended period of time. Especially those tiny little circulars you're holding. Yeah. Those, those torque on my hands a lot more than regular size yeah. needles. Yeah. And also for me... Staring at the same yarn for that long also gets tedious. So I like to mix it up just to mix up colors and things like yeah. that. 
So that's another... Well, it's supposed to be fun and pleasurable. So. Yeah, and I mean, it is... Like, it was definitely fun and pleasurable for me, but... Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it yeah. wasn't. It just... If you get more pleasure out of working with different types of yarn, then go for it. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? I picked back up the 5200K sweater, so I'm sitting here knitting it with my Blue Sky Al- or Western Sky Knits Aqua. Oh, and so pretty. It's so pretty. I love the yarn. It's such a gorgeous color. And I'm happily knitting away. I separated for the sleeves last night, and I am a couple inches into the body, and it will take quite a while to knit it because, again, fingering weight yarn. This will be tunic length and long sleeve. So, it's well, I think it's really like three quarter nice. sleeves, actually. So, the color is just vibrant. It, it just pops. And I do remember going into their booth mm-hmm. at Stitches. And I remember just looking around and thinking how beautiful and bright their Their yarns were. Yeah. Yeah. And I was browsing their websites today because it's two women, I think it's Kim and Heather, who live in different states and work together. So they have two different Etsy shops. And I was browsing for DK white yarn, just browsing today because I really want to knit the colors of kawaii sweater Mm -hmm. and I don't have the ideal yarn to do that. So I was just Mm -hmm. browsing and went onto their sites, hoping to find the perfect yarn, but doing a little yarn stocking. Exactly. (laughs) I do that as well. So that's what I'm actually knitting currently. It's the only thing I actually have on the needles right now. So, and have you finished anything since last week? Oh, I hoped you didn't bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, when we were talking about recording today, I was trying to decide if there was anything, however small, I had finished, and I really don't think there is. You could have knit a hexi puff yesterday just to say that you finished something. I could have, but you know, I've made several batches of oatmeal chocolate chip cookies this week. (laughs) And you didn't bring me any? Oh, we were talking about oatmeal cookies the other night. Max said, Mommy, I don't like oatmeal cookies. And I said, oh, I really do, especially if they have chocolate chips. And I said, and you know what? Now I really want an oatmeal cookie. So. <laughs> I think I like oatmeal chocolate chip cookies better than plain chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I don't know if I I don't know if I can make a decision between the two. Hopefully nobody would ever force me. I have to taste <laughs> test both. You would several have times to. before I, just, I can I make like a decision. I like oatmeal. I like oatmeal chocolate chip. I do not care for oatmeal raisin. raisin. Yeah. It's like eating trail mix. <laughs> That's what my sister-in-law called it. Oh, interesting. Anything that has any ingredient of trail mix. In oh. it. She doesn't like to eat. So anything with nuts or raisins oh, specifically, she said no. It's like eating trail mix. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Okay. What have you finished? I actually, as you already heard, finished the Mary Mary Cardigan Test Knit, which I spoke about in the beginning of the podcast. I also finished the Lotus Hat, which is a free pattern on Ravelry by Uptown Pearl. If you've never heard of Uptown Pearl, browse their site because they have, I think they're exclusively free patterns and really, really great patterns. This was a hat my mother just knit because of a store sample at the Swift Stitch. (laughs) My mom knit it in the Mountain Colors Twizzle yarn, so it has really bright popping colors. Oh, that's right. It's really cute. Yeah, Debbie's hat. 
Yeah, it was Debbie's hat yeah. that she saw as yeah. a store sample yeah. that made her. She's hunted for this yarn for months. That's right. I remember her coming in here previously looking for the specific color. Yeah, we yeah. had all of the colors out in yeah. the sun the other day trying to find exactly the right color. I'm so glad she found She one. did. She was thrilled. Good. So after she knit hers, I knit mine, and I actually used a skein of Rowan Lima that I had left over from a shawl I knit a long time ago mm. in a really deep purple jewel tone and you had given me That's the scraps right. from your Mobius cow, which Love came in very Lima. handy. Lima is amazing. <laughs> That's a, a yarn I highly recommend because it is silky soft in your hands oh, and on your body. So wonderful. And I gave the shawl I made to my mother-in-law That's right. during her knee surgery right. stuff. So yeah. I'm so tempted to ask her. And you, you really, use that shawl? You really loved that I shawl know. too. <laughs> I must make another... It was the textured shawl recipe pattern. That's right. And it That's was beautiful. Right. It was. So anyway, the lotus hat, I derailed. And I actually <laughs> knit that as a gift. It will be a chemo cap for one of our listeners' nieces. So oh. yeah. And it was a really great little knit. Very simple knit. It is an all-over lace pattern. And it was easy. I would recommend it for people if it's maybe your second lace project. Maybe not as your first lace project. But my mom, it was cute. I was helping her knit. I wasn't helping her knit, but she had a couple questions as she was knitting hers when we were in Spokane. And it's a very easy project. I think it. she's knit a couple lace projects, I think, before. So it wasn't her first. Yeah. But I introduced her to the idea of a lifeline. And she successfully completed her hat. And now I have two. Yay. So, and one <laughs> other thing I finished. This is going to be an interesting story. Remember last episode I was saying I was stalking the Shell Seeker cardigan by Heidi Kiermeyer? Yes. And I was all fired up about knitting it, and I'd gone and bought my acrylic yarn, and I was going to do my the acrylic. striped one, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. It's a striped pullover, long sleeve yes, with a kangaroo that's right. pocket. You do need to talk about this. Yes. this was, is why we swatch. Yes, this is why we swatch. So I went and bought turquoise and white red heart soft yarn, which, again, I'd knit with in the past to knit an accessory and really liked how it felt. Mm-hmm. I knit a swatch. I liked the swatch. I cast on for the sweater, and I knit past the... I don't think I was you actually to the sleeve inches, separation yet. I was, was almost to the end of the yoke yeah. of the sweater. So I'd knit almost all of the That's increased rows in the yoke. more than a couple. That's a lot of inches. Yeah, it was several <laughs> inches. Probably It was probably five or six inches tall, and I can tell you that because I was able to set it on my bed, knitting needles down, and it stood up by itself. <laughs> and my husband said, what are you doing? I was taking pictures of it. And I said, I'm taking pictures of the sweater. And he said, why? And he said, because it stands up by itself. And he said, is that normal? And I said, no, it isn't. <laughs> I said, I am not knitting a suit of armor. I'm knitting a sweater, and I need some drape in it. And I demonstrated for him what a sweater's supposed to do. Right. And so I did indeed rip out that sweater. I returned all of my Red Heart yeah. yarn yesterday to Beverly's, and it was an earnest experiment. Yeah. I was disappointed that it failed because it would have led to many very affordable knitting projects. Well, but... but I would still recommend it for accessories. Yeah, and really you would. learned a really good something. You I did. It. Yeah, you I le- did. You learned that one little pearl of wisdom and that, you know, that yarn is... Is nice to knit with, and maybe it's better as an iPad case than a sweater. (laughs) Exactly. So that's what I learned. And if you look at my Shell Seeker project in my projects page, it is one picture of the sweater standing up on my bed (laughs) 
as no sweater should, and it was titled Epic Fail. So yeah. I tried, and I tried to embrace the acrylic, and it didn't work. But again, I do recommend it for accessories, just not for garments. And you have to try it, because there are other affordable yarns out there. You may just not have found yours yet. Exactly. <laughs> like the acrylic wool blends and things mm-hmm. like that. You've knit with the Plymouth mm-hmm. Encore, and I you have. really like it. So. I have. That was my consolation to myself as I was ripping it out, thinking, oh, maybe I'll try it with Encore and see how that works. But, you know, the other thing, as I was knitting the yoke, I was, of course, browsing other people's finished projects on Ravelry. And I had already come to the determination that I didn't think I was going to like the sweater on me anyways, on myself, because it has no shaping. It decreases. There are, you would, if you look at the project underneath the bust line, it looks like it decreases there are two lines of decreases that yeah. V in towards your navel, kind of. But there are corresponding increases on the side of the sweater at the same time. So your oh, stitch count never changes. So I, for some so reason, thought there was shaping. Element. Exactly. Oh. And it kind of gives it a slimming look because of those lines. Mm-hmm. However, there is no shaping built into the sweater. And I was browsing different people's projects in the hopes that someone had... I was going to ask. Yeah. I wonder if anybody has added shaping... I don't think so because it's meant to be it's just a pullover, yeah. loose-fitting garment yeah. that you would pull over to go walking down the right. beach to look for seashells. Right. And I had just determined that it really wasn't what I wanted to be knitting to wear. So when it didn't, when the, the when the experiment failed, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. So, you know, we've had a couple projects like that where we are coming to that determination. It's interesting. You mean the decision that you don't think you wanted after all, after you've right. already started knitting? Right. I got or, all fired or up after looking that, oh, at I a pattern this. or, you know, I, I don't know what necessarily that means. I, we're becoming more particular. We know what we like more. And then I need to be less impulsive. <laughs> That's a, a big lesson to myself. I should have a rule, and I've told myself this many times over the years. If I decide at the end of the day, I really want to knit this project, or I really want to buy this yarn. I shouldn't let myself do it for at least 24 to 48 hours. And if I still want to at the end of the 24 or 48 hours, then I can. But if I just want it right now, I'm like a three-year-old. Right. But something like that is hard to determine if you prefer, I mean, I guess you could have PM'd the designer and said, does this sweater have shaping. shaping. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that is really hard for me as a customer just to buy a pattern sight unseen. Mm-hmm. When you have a book or a magazine, you can look at the pattern, you can see what elements the pattern has, what skills the pattern requires. You can determine if the pattern has been edited well. That's maybe too. maybe not until you knit it, you can determine that, make a final decision. But you, if you're looking at a book or a magazine, you can kind of look at it. When you're buying something sight unseen... A PDF pattern. Yeah, right. unless you think of all these questions to ask the designer beforehand, you don't know. No. And I also use the tags in Ravelry. I will mm. skim the tags and see. That's I do yeah. too. So that I gives you too. an idea yeah. sometimes, especially if it's seamed or knit in the round yeah. or bottom up or yeah. top down. Or I like to have all that information. Mm-hmm. And again, the pictures of it, because of that 
decrease design element in the front makes it look more fitted. Yeah. And I could have added increasing and decreasing stitches to the side to give it a more fitted look. I just, by that time, the yarn hadn't worked anyway. So. Right. Oh, well. Right. End of right. experiment. So keep it in mind. Maybe yep. you'll go back to it at some point and think about adding the shaping. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If I'm in the mood. <laughs> My moods vary from day to day. Okay, knit along update. So far, we already have one person who's posted in the FO thread. She finished a shawl in a beautiful color by Desert Vista Dye Works, who is another dyer who I've been drooling over. Nice. She also posted a pair of socks. And I did want to remind everyone, it's one project per person, please, in the FO thread. If we'd love to see you knit multiple fingering weight projects this summer, and go ahead and please put those in the main knit along thread and not the FO thread. We're wanting... We want to use the FO thread <laughs> for our prize random number generator portion. So if there are multiple posts by multiple people, it makes that hard to do. And, and also don't hesitate to share your projects with the group from your project page. Oh, yeah. So that everybody can enjoy projects made by everybody else in the group. Yeah, and just a heads up on how to do that. On your project page, on the right-hand side of the screen, there is a little drop-down menu and it says share with, mm -hmm. I believe, at the top. And you can open the drop-down menu and it lists all of the groups you are a member of in Ravelry. You can select any of those groups one at a time and then your little thumbnail picture of your project will be displayed on that group's site on Ravelry in the upper right-hand area where you can see, what are they called, featured designs or no it's not featured designs i can't think of what um, the title is finished objects finished objects yeah something like that yeah or projects, shared objects maybe. something like that yeah <laughs> so anyways that's how you do that you link it on your own project page to your own groups so again one project per person please and please no chat in the fo thread so we can use that for prize selection which leads me to prizes oh and actually there i think in one of i think in the fo somebody did post a chat comment so please don't be offended if we delete yeah i was going to send her an email okay yeah okay pinot noir <laughs> i will send you an email. um prizes my friend louise who is an american living in france and i met her in france and i will see her in just a couple weeks she is a hand spinner at home spins her own yarn from fiber and she has lovingly and wonderfully donated three of her hand spun skeins of yarn. Three different colors. I will post them in the thread at the top of the FO and normal knit along thread in our group. You will see the list of prizes and there's already a picture of the one <laughs> wow. skein of yarn Evanston Michelle has donated uh -huh. and I will have pictures of the three skeins from Louise and very very pretty colorways. One is Blue Face Lester, one is I think Cormo, and the other one is another amazing fabric content or you know, fiber content. So really cool. Thank you, Louise. You Thank rock. Thank you very much. I'm so, just amazed how our knit along has had a... I know. Oh, it's it's taken on a life of its own. It has. So that's already, I believe, eight prizes. That's fun. Knitters are so generous. They are. And I was contacted by one of the Western Sky Knits dyers. Oh, that's right. And yeah. she also wants to donate a skein of yarn, but I don't have any additional details on that yet. So Yay. keep your eyes peeled and post those <laughs> objects because there are lots of cool prizes yeah. to be had out there. It's very fun. Okay, so that was the knit-along update, and now we want to do a little brief discussion about summer 
and travel knitting, which was inspired by the fact that I will be traveling for a little over a month this summer, and I've been doing my knitting planning for my trip, <laughs> which has been, I think, more planning than bringing my clothes. <laughs> but that's the way it is for knitters. We love to planning. plan our travel knitting. I, I know. I know that because I feel like every time somebody that I follow on Twitter or a blog or even on Ravelry where people post messages, they're all... The, the messages about their vacation are always about planning for the knitting mm -hmm. on vacation. Exactly. Not, not packing, not planning other things. It's planning the knitting for the vacation. <laughs> well, I sent you an SMS picture the other day, didn't I, of my knitting projects for travel that were on my bed and the colors of the yarn. I, I thought don't know. I had. Did you? <laughs> I thought I had. Maybe I didn't. But I have a very colorful ensemble going You may me. have, actually. I think I did. You may have, yeah. At least... I took the picture. Maybe I forgot to send it. <laughs> that happens from time to time. So what are your thoughts on summer knitting? Well, summer knitting or travel knitting, I should say, is ruled for me by organization. And part of it, part of the planning is the organization of the tools because nothing can ruin a whole day or a vacation or a trip like not having the right tools yep if when you, knitting goes wrong when knitting goes wrong yeah if you have it or if you don't have an extra needle or if you need stitch markers yes you can get substitutes for some things yes you can find yarn stores sometimes in some situations yes Sometimes you can find a workaround, but it's never as pleasant as just having what you need. Yes, there absolutely. With you. So when I travel, I like to have one tool box or tin or bag, whatever your receptacle of choice is. <laughs> Some type of notions kit. <laughs> yes, a notions kit. That's a better way to refer to it. I like to have one notions kit that I have everything in and that. I will use for all my projects. So if a specific project has a specific tool, such as a cable needle, that mm -hmm. will go into the kit, whatever I need, and then your usual tools that you need for every project, stitch markers, and, uh, and tapestry needle. Tapestry needle, and, yeah. thank you. Tape I'm measure. motioning, tape measure, all those things. Everything goes in that one little kit. And then I like to have, probably like most knitters, separate bags for each individual project. Absolutely. And I'll see you one on the organization in terms of the notions bag. Mm -hmm. I bring it back up. So oh, <laughs> I yeah. literally Actually, have, that's a great I idea. Do. That's I do, a great because idea. Because I have my little tin that I bring on the airplane mm -hmm. with me that I know can get through security. Mm -hmm. And then I have my normal notions box that I would have at home that goes in a suitcase. So it has a bigger That's, set of scissors. Yeah. It has more needles. It has anything else that I think is going to be an issue that in, you put anyway in your checked luggage. Correct. That's yeah. See, that's a better idea. Gail travels much more than I do. So she's actually the one who should be spearheading this conversation. Well, but I have a fear also <laughs> of getting to a destination and not having what I need to yeah. I shouldn't call it a fear, but it kind of is a fear. Because, no, it is. Yeah, it is. Leaving town because for it can four ruin. weeks. Yeah, and if I don't have, if I, for example, forgot my knitting needles, I wouldn't be knitting because right. 
the only yarn store is a journey away and knitting needles are outrageously expensive there. So I'm not likely to do it. So what I'm doing is I have four or five different projects. I think it's five at the last count that I'm bringing. The sweater I'm actually currently knitting and I'm going to bring one shawl that's fingering weight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring one little cardigan that's fingering weight, and I'm going to bring two other cardigans that are lace weight. So notice the theme of lightweight <laughs> yarn. So each project bag in and of itself is very light because it doesn't have too much yarn mm-hmm. in the bag. So that's my first requirement is that it has to be lightweight yarn. And that's kind of true for me in summer in general. I don't want something that's big, clammy, hot, thick yarn, mm-hmm. unless, for example, it's a hat. Because also during the summer in general, I like to have a very small portable project that you can knit anytime, anywhere without a lot of thought. So stockinette type of projects, things like that I love for summer because if you're going to the beach with the kids or if you're going driving to see a friend or whatever, things you can knit in the car. Not if you're the one driving, of course. But (laughs) anyway, so requirement number one, lightweight yarn. Requirement number two, each project in its own bag. So the yarn, the pattern any particular tools that project will specifically require. The notions boxes are separate for me. I have one in my carry-on. I have one in my suitcase and I'm bringing all of my knitting needles because I haven't swatched for my projects yet. Mm -hmm. And I know, for example, the shawl, I know that I'll just pick up needles and start knitting. But for the sweaters, I will want to swatch and I don't want to have to hunt through my bag and find three different sizes of each of the different needles required for each of the different projects. So I'm bringing all of my needles. (laughs) And that also, side note, I was at the beach knitting on the Epic Fail this weekend and using my nitpick needles once again, and the acrylic needle snapped in my hand on the beach. So if that were to happen to me a continent away, that would be a major issue for me. So, And now... It's the actual acrylic needle tip. that snapped. Yes, the not tip. the cable. Because the last time it was the cable. Last that time broke. it was the cable, mm-hmm. and this time it was the needle. Exactly. So anyway, that was a side note on how your knitting can come to a screeching halt when you don't intend for it to. If you don't have backup. Exactly, and of course I didn't have a backup at the beach. <laughs> so that's the other thing I do on long plane rides. I have two projects yeah. in my bag yeah. because yeah. if for some reason. I completely blow it on one project and I don't want to tink or, you know, whatever. I don't want to have to tear it all apart. I want something else with me that I can pull out if I need to. Now you mentioned having the pattern in the project bag. Uh So that's one thing that I would mention too. If you have a paper pattern or a, if it's a copy of a pattern, you might want to print an extra copy of the pattern and put that in your suitcase. Very smart. Or have an extra, iPad. or have an extra, or not an extra, have the file on your electronic device of choice. If you are taking an electronic device, a device of choice. I'm doing all of the above. So I not only have the printed version in my bag, but I have each of my patterns that I'll be knitting on the iPad and yeah. on my laptop because I'll be working a little right. bit while I'm gone too. So I have my laptop that I'm dragging around Excellent. with me. Excellent planning. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it does help just to be very thoughtful about your organization and planning because my friend Louise, who's donating her three skeins of hand spun yarn to our knit along, she has had some horror stories about traveling mm. where she put everything in her suitcase oh. and the suitcase was lost oh. and she had no knitting with oh. her. For a week kind of thing. And she's, you thought we knit a lot. She really knits a lot. So for her, it was like almost a vacation breaker because she had nothing to knit with. 
So, you know, that's a major bummer. So one of my carry-on projects will be a big project and one will be a little project. And by big project, I mean like my fingering weight sweater, which is going to require a lot of knitting time, even though it doesn't take up a lot of space. So, so you know those little stores, last-minute stores that are at airports where you can grab your magazines and candy, paperback <laughs> novels and gum? How do we train them to stock knitting emergency notions knitting notions? <laughs> you know that little kit that they sell that's meant for airline travel? You see, yes. like, in nitpicks or yes. whatever? They could have those at those little yeah. airplane sundry stores or airport sundry stores. And Emergency yeah, yarn. Exactly. Because you would spend $20 on that <laughs> if you were facing like a 12-hour plane ride and you didn't have yeah. the vital thing you needed that was in that kit. You would actually spend $20 to get yeah. it probably. Yeah, absolutely. Since there's only so much implementation you can do or improvising you can do on the right. fly. right. And right. believe me, between me and Charlene, we've tried quite a few <laughs> things for improvisation when it comes to our knitting. And Gail has mentioned that she's going to be knitting a lot of fingering and lace weight projects. And I think that's what I tend to go towards in summertime, too. I like to, li like to knit fingering sweaters for layering in the summertime, short sleeve sweaters. I like to knit and have shawls with me when I travel. Mm -hmm. My sh shawls are one of my favorite garments to travel with, as in traveling to wear, as opposed to traveling to work on and knit mm -hmm. while I'm traveling. But you can wear a shawl as a scarf, as a shawl, as a blanket yeah, on the airplane. Exactly. A couple of years ago, I traveled to Ohio for TNNA, and while it was very hot, outside the air conditioning in buildings is like a refrigerator overcompensating oh, i always freeze and sitting in classes by the end of the class i would literally be freezing oh. sometimes shivering yeah and fortunately i had my shawl with me to pull out and something that's really lightweight and really to helps to keep you warm and the way that I tend to pack some, some of my shawls, not all of my shawls, but this particular shawl that I was traveling with at the time was made of kid silk haze, which you can just stuff into, into a little plastic bag. Huh? I did. I had one of those teeny weeny Ziploc bags uh -huh. and I didn't have to fold it. I just shoved it in. in this bag. You squeeze it, squeeze Push all, the, all air the air out uh -huh. of it. And it's this tiny little packet. And then it's like magic when you take it out because it's this big, poofy shawl that comes out and it keeps you warm and anyway I just had to throw that in because I do love my shawls and I just finished my camellia shawl I just took the finished object pictures yesterday and I think that's going to be a perfect travel shawl mm. as long as I don't snag it on something which is my <laughs> downfall when I'm traveling but it's it's a single ply lace weight that's much warmer than it appears to be so it's going to be easy just to throw that around my shoulders yeah. and it'll pack into a small little folded thing in my bag, which of course I'll have to have it in an extra bag so that it doesn't get ruined in my carry-on bag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All the layers of bags that are required. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. So that is my wrap-up of summer and travel knitting. Did you have anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Well, again, this will post normal time, but happy knitting to you all in the meantime. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.